Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition uh, of, we have a name, Manna for Today. Matter of Theology, Manna for Today. I was talking to a, a faithful brother of mine um, that uh, that I talk to often and, and was telling him about what um, what, what, what we're trying out, what we're doing. And, and I said, man, but I don't, I don't have a good title yet. And he said, man, what about manna for today? Um, and I was like, Ooh, I like that. And then bounced it off of Drew and Drew said, I like that a lot. That sounds good. So what do you think? We're going to call this manna for today. What do you think about that? Let us know, uh, send us a message on the socials uh, leave us a review. Um, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. So if you have your copy of God's word, open up to second Peter chapter one and verse four, we are wrapping up our study, a very brief, very high level, uh, study of second Peter one and verse four. Um, as I stated in, in other episodes, and you can go back and listen to those, um, there is so much more, so much more, uh, we could say just about this one sentence found in, uh, the second letter of the apostle Peter. Um, but here we go. Let's dive in. Second Peter 1, 4. For by these, he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. So today we're going to be looking at having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. And... Um, you know, we, we've talked about these, these precious, these magnificent promises, these guarantees, these assurances that we have in Christ. And uh, brothers and sisters, if you are a possessing believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, and what I mean by that is you possess what you profess, and there's evidence of that. If you are an adopted child of God, this one statement should, should cause your heart to leap in your chest. Uh, it should elicit a, a, a doxological response of worship to God because of this promise. So the Apostle Peter says, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust, having escaped, this is a definite statement that in Christ, because of the what he has granted to us of no merit of our own, we did not deserve it. We did not do it ourselves, but because he has granted us the gift of his son and given us as, uh, as, as given us as the bride to the bridegroom, that is Christ. There is a promise, a promise of, of eternal life and, and having escaped this, this corruption that is in this world by lust. Okay. So let's unpack it. So having escaped here is one phrase in the original language, literally meaning to take flight physically, to flee. And we see, we see uh, scripture um, uh, throughout scripture, especially the apostle Paul's letters to flee from sin, to flee from immorality, to, to, to physically run. Um, uh, when I was in college, there was a very good friend of mine, the best man in my wedding. And, and we were that for one another. If there was temptation that we were experiencing, he would flee to me or I would flee from that to him for accountability. But that's what this means here to, to physically separate We've been physically separated from the corruption that is in this world by lust. B 
because we have uh, become and been given the ability to be partakers of the divine nature, we've been granted eternal life in Christ escaping the eternal judgment that is coming. And Peter gets into that later. But brothers and sisters, if you are a true believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have escaped from that corruption and you will never fall back into that corruption. So this is definite. This is definite. The hope that we have, the assurance that we have in Christ is sealed. Listen to our Lord's words in John chapter six, starting in verse 37. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but the will of him who, uh, of him who sent me. Now this is the will of him who sent me, that all he has given me I lose nothing, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him will have eternal life. And I myself will raise him up on the last day. As Dr. Stephen Lawson would say, or Drew has said, Selah, pause and meditate. Think about that. Think about that, the promise that we have, that we will be with Christ. Man, it is such a wonderful truth to, uh, to, to rest in. And so we, we have this promise. We have, have escaped because of Christ and because of what he's done. And he will see it and see us through uh, to the end. Um, but, but there's more to this. What is this corruption? Well, this corruption is, it, it speaks to the moral decay, the, the moral decomposition, the, 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 rot, the rotting corpse that has a stench to it. And that stench is because of and is fueled by sin. It's fueled by the, by the deeds of the flesh, the epithumia in the Greek, the evil desire. And Paul speaks about those deeds of the flesh. And we see this in Galatians chapter five, verse 19. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. The apostle Paul says, uh, he, he also gives a, um, a, a very detailed description in, Col- in Colossians chapter three, verse five, when he, when we, we see this command, therefore consider the members of your earthly body as dead to sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Now that last one, idolatry is what fuels it all. It's what fuels this, this corruption. It's what fuels this lust is, is this idolatry. And so, so what, what Peter is, is saying here that this, this, the world, the, the cosmos, the, the worldly systems, the ungodly multitudes have been fueled by the deeds of the flesh. They've been fueled by idolatry. And because of that, there is moral decay. There is moral decomposition. There is moral destruction. Uh, and, and we're seeing this today. Are we not? And, um, 
uh, flip back with me to uh, to Romans, um, Romans chapter one. Uh, we have gone through. Uh, we we actually went through Romans chapter one on matter of theology. Go back and listen to that. Um, but we are seeing this 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 list of sins that you see uh, Paul pen to the to the church in Rome. We're, we're seeing that t- take place today in our world, and those of us who are partakers of the divine nature, um, that our lives, we, our lives through the power of, of, of God, through the power of, uh, through the completed works of Jesus Christ look different instead of the deeds of the flesh. Uh, we as partakers of the divine nature, we exercise the fruit of the spirit and the, the fruit of the spirit that we see also in Galatians five would be love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And, and what, what, that's a phenomenal list going back to Colossians again, right? So we looked at Galatians five when it comes to the deeds of the flesh. And then we looked at Colossians. So what about, what does Paul say to the church of Colossae? Well, in Colossians three, same chapter, starting at verse 12. So is the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another, graciously forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord graciously forgave you, so also should you. Above all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which you indeed were were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with gratefulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Those uh, those of us who are, are partakers of the divine nature, that those things are are what our lives should be should be categorized by. That's the fruit we should see because of the root of the divine nature being granted unto us by our precious and magnificent Lord. And and we have this promise, this this guarantee. And, and, and we as believers can find immense rest in, in both eternally, our eternal glorification is secure in Christ and that he will meet that need, but he also will give us the strength and everything we need. Remember verse three of second Peter, everything we need pertaining to life and godliness. What an assurance, what a guarantee Brothers and sisters, this, this, this world is, is being judged. It is right now. We are seeing the wrath of God's abandonment. We are seeing the wrath of God exercised. And, and, and it's only going to increase. Uh, just for the sake of time and just to keep these short and intentional, I'm not going to read Second Peter 3, but I want to challenge you to do so. And, and as we start to wrap up, what a sweet day. It will be to one day be with our Lord, to be with him, to experience all the culmination of his precious and magnificent promises found in the physical presence of Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, the Lord himself right now is interceding for you 
and and we have an example of what he's intercede what he's praying to the father right now john chapter 17 is a wonder i mean seriously one of my favorite passages in all of scripture it's called the high priestly prayer and in this section we see jesus praying for his disciples and while we have escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust, we are still in the world, aren't we? We are. And, and, and we see the Lord Jesus Christ pray in this wonderful section of Scripture. He says this. He says, uh, I ask on their behalf. I do not ask on behalf of the world, but of those who you have given me, for they are yours. And all things that are mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, and yet they themselves are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are. And then and, and skipping down to verse 13, he says, but now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world so that they may have my joy made full in themselves. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also sent them into the world. For their sake I sanctify myself, that they may themselves also may, may be also may be sanctified in truth. Amen. Amen. And what what a glorious, 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 wonderful, uh, exalted truth. That, that is what Christ is praying and interceding for you now. So we've gone a little longer than normal on this one, but um, if, if you would so permit me, I, I want to wrap up this study of Second Peter 1, 4 um, with, with, with this encouragement and this promise found in Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 39. The Apostle Paul says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who, who is against us? He who indeed did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died, yes, rather who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will affliction or turmoil or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it is written, for your sake, we are being put to death all day long. We were counted as sheep for the slaughter. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, 
nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, be encouraged today. The Lord is interceding for you. Our Lord Jesus Christ is interceding for you. The Holy Spirit is interceding for you. And we have his precious and magnificent promises to lean on. And they are never failing. They are never ending. And uh, wow, what a tremendous truth to rest in. Uh, we hope uh, you have enjoyed uh, this this little study through Second uh, Peter one four again leave us a review let us know what you think contact us through the socials uh, do you want to hear more of this um, uh, let us know we would love to love to serve you in that way thanks again we love you so much we'll see you on the next one.